Brie, this is a little bit different than our Moana session when we talked about Moana, but you are back. It is season five, and I have oh a movie gosh. for you. Time flies when we're having so much fun. It's been so fun. Uh, we got the chance on a live episode to do Moana. I have chosen a movie for you that I think is like probably a solid 180 from girl singing about traveling on the sea. The movie is The Usual Suspects. You've never seen The Usual Suspects? No. And I just oh. just looking at the the poster, I assume we are not going to get a musical number in this one. No. <laughs> oh, dear. Are you okay? I'm excited. <laughs> oh, okay. Good. Yeah. I don't, I don't know anything about this film. Uh, I mean, we've got Kevin Spacey, who is problematic. Is mm -hmm. uh, but this was – I know this is pre – well, I don't want to say pre-problematic Kevin Spacey because that's that's not the right way to phrase it. Pre-awareness of the problems, Kevin Spacey. Right. Pre-awareness of the problematicness of Kevin Spacey. And we have a Baldwin brother, I see. So <laughs> I'm curious. I mean, I'm guessing this is a uh, – a, a cop movie it's getting i'm getting like pseudo godfather vibes but like not really okay. Okay. like i'm gonna be honest with you i love this movie so much because it's my it's got like my favorite twist in the whole world and so I'm, <gasps> I'm not gonna twist. tell you anything about it like you can put out any sort of uh things that you want ideas that you have i'm not going to confirm or deny anything no i would never ever want you to spoil i won't even presume but i definitely i really just thought this film is going to be about like they and now I'm like concerned about a twist, but it just seems to me like these are the guys you call when you have a problem and they're gonna fix it. Like what's that one show that's on TV right now with Queen Latifah where she's like going and punching guys in the face and she's not really the law, but she does stuff that's not really the law. But these guys are the I bad version of that. Uh okay. We'll see. I've never seen it, but I've seen ads, so I guess that's close enough. But it seems to me like these guys are like Let's take matters into our own hands. Crack, crack, knuckles, crack, crack, knuckles. That's the vibe Maybe. I'm getting. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. All right. Well, I'm going to go, uh, I don't know, get in a lineup. Maybe. That's that's a criminal thing. Maybe. <laughs> All right. Then I don't have a – normally I have a quippy sign-off. I don't have one this time. I'm going to go watch the movie. <laughs> Enjoy it. Maybe. Welcome to Jackie Watches Stuff. This is a podcast chronicling my cinematic quest to finally watch the movies I probably should have already seen. And I'm bringing my friends along with me. So, uh, there was a twist in this film, Brie. There was a bit of a twist. Just a, a teeny one. Tiny, a, a little one. A, a little, little teeny, one. a teeny little twist. You kind of go, oh, that was interesting, wasn't oh, it? Oh, oh, interesting. Oh. Interesting, interesting pop, plot point to uh, introduce in the last two minutes of the movie. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Wowee. I can, I can nice. understand why you like this film so much. Um, and it, it's as someone who got to watch it for the first time, that was a lot of fun. Oh, I'm so jealous that you got to watch it for the first time. So I feel like though I know you've seen this more than once now at least but it must be so interesting watching it for the second or third or fourth time knowing the twist. Yes. 
yeah, I do think it changes the experience uh, pretty significantly. So would definitely recommend you like, you know, sit on it for four to six months and then try it again. Because uh, like the, the stuff you pick up on and the other things that you notice is just, yeah, it's so good. Yeah, so. that's so, that's crazy. Well, I, I will say there were some points in this film that I'm like, I'm sorry, I've lost the thread. What are we doing? But I will attempt to recap this film in 30 seconds if you will be so kind as to time me. Um, yes. Let me pull up my thing. You know, I've, this is my third time on the podcast. You think I would remember to pull up the timer ahead of time? It is fine. And stopwatch. I am ready when you are. Should I give you a countdown? Count me in. All right. Three, two, one, usual suspects. Oh gosh. Okay. So there's these five criminals and they meet in prison because the cops are all trying to pin them on this recent like robbery truck thing. Um, But when they're in the cell, they start conspiring about this one job that they heard about, even though Keaton is like, I'm straight now, I'm not doing it. But then he has a moment of weakness and decides to do it anyway. And they get all wrapped up in all these jobs. And then this evil person, spooky Kaiser Soze, who is maybe a ghost. I don't know. We're not sure. Nobody knows who he is. He's creepy. He's scary. They're scary and they're spooky. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. And they all end up doing this like boat heist thing. And there's they're trying to get dope on the boat on a soap on a rope. And then Kaiser Soze ends up being Kevin Spacey the whole time. Nice. Thanks. 35 seconds. Dope on a boat. Drink dope every time. A, with a, every with time a they rope? say that. I was very impressed with Soap that. on a rope, dope on a boat. Like the number mm-hmm. of times they say that phrase. Not that specific one, friends. They don't say soap on a rope. At least if they did, I didn't hear it. But it, the number of times they said dope on the boat was like, all right, guys. It okay, Dr. Seuss, like, calm down. <laughs> but I want to start with the cell, the cell scene when mm-hmm. Alec, or uh, I'm going to keep saying Alec Baldwin. Sorry, Scott. Scott Baldwin, right? <laughs> Sorry. You're successful too, buddy. I promise. Sorry, Scott. Um, when the Baldwin brother is like, I heard this job. And then Keaton's like, No, no, I'm a good guy now. I'm not doing this. And then he just bends and breaks and has a moment of weakness. And how did that make you feel? Sad. Oh, why did it make you feel sad? I was like, oh, Kevin, like Kevin Spacey, I guess, like really sold the idea of working together, which like, again, as we were just talking about, like looking back on it as Mr. So say, you know, of course he sold it really well. But at the time, it was like, really? You're really going to like let this guy who you just met try to convince you to get back in the game even though you were trying to get out of it and you had a seemingly decent life with like a good lawyer girlfriend person which was an interesting side plot well i think that i don't understand the the lawyer subplot is is a thing all of its own but i feel like you're not gonna get a hot lawyer girlfriend unless you are at least attempting to turn straight exactly i wonder if that was sort of like a plot point just like to get him to hook up with the the hot lawyer lady in terms of trying to get straight, you mean? Yeah, because I mean, yeah, because you're right. He broke mm. really easily for someone whose like whole life was apparently trying to change. Yeah, it just makes, and he even kind of puts up a bit of a fight where he's like, "No, I'm not doing that anymore." Like he just kind of sits in the corner and doesn't really talk to the guys as they're all chatting about it. And it's like all of a sudden you're in. Like what? And what's even really in it for you? Like it didn't seem like, and I don't remember, but it didn't even seem like that big of a. quote reward like was it really worth it was the juice worth the squeeze you you and the phrases today i know i'm getting ready no i think that also uh you know when he was at the table at that big business meeting and then the cops showed up and like ruined his whole thing i think also 
maybe that was sort of behind it as well. The fact that he was like trying to make an honest living and just it wasn't succeeding very much at it. Uh, yeah. Maybe also sort of played into it. That's fair. Yeah. Cause he was really upset that like the cop showed up just to like pin him for something that he didn't do in front of these business associates that speak French or whatever. Yeah. Whatever language it was. I don't know. The hot lawyer lady speaks it too. So yeah, she was a very interesting minor character. In what way? I just feel like, I mean, I know that we needed her because she kind of comes back in theory a couple times where it's like, oh, don't worry, my girlfriend person is really good and she'll get you out kind of thing. But Mm -hmm. otherwise, we don't really know her at all. She's just like, quote, love interest. They have a thing kind of. He ruins his whole life and their lives together to go do this dumb job. It was like, oh, not a throwaway character because I understand why we needed her, but we didn't see a lot of her. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, agree. She sort of hung out. I mean, a big twist would have been like, you know, she – well, lawyers don't really arrive on the scene. But I was going to say like (laughs) she ends up having to defend the people that he killed or something. Dun, dun, dun. Romance. Like romance plot twist. Oh, no. he's She's lawyering against him. But like everybody died on the boat. I know. Every single person. Just death and destruction. And and that's what I, I really like about this movie. I'm, I'm really not into gore. And mm-hmm. I'm like not into, I don't know, just like nasty sort of stuff. And this is an R-rated film for those of you who are listening who are under 17. Yes. You know that you have to watch it with a parent or guardian. Yes, you do. But it's, it's from the era from when R-rated films were mostly just because they would just swear a lot. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, it wasn't so much about like, let's see how gross we can make this. Like, I feel like R-rated films now are just like this CGI cluster bunk of like mm-hmm. people's faces falling off and bullets through the head and like all yeah. this stuff that just grosses me out. This is like the golden age of R-rated films, man. Give me all of that, all that implied violence and cocksucker all day long. Am I allowed to say cocksucker on your podcast? Yeah, we have I an explicit like- tag. Okay, cool. The only person that might complain is my mom. Hi, Mom. Oh, oh, sorry. We love it was, you. It was a direct quote from the film. It was from the film. They do say it a lot in the film. Um, but yeah, it. I do agree. Like we didn't – I'm trying to think if there was any really gory like fight scenes. I mean obviously pulling the bodies up after the fire, we do see I think a couple of like the skeletons. But yeah. those remind me of Halloween decorations to be quite honest with you. Um, just like the way that you would think about a burned person. But otherwise, yeah, even in, like, a lot of the fighting, they're just quick, like, ugh, and, like, fall on the floor. You're not getting, yeah. like, we're chopping this guy's head off or any of that crazy gross stuff. There's blood yeah. splatters and stuff. But mm-hmm. The yeah. one thing that disturbed me, and I don't know why it got me so bad, is the scene in the uh, parking garage when they end up shooting two of the guys in the head against – the side of the van and there's mm-hmm. two big smears of blood on the side of the van and then they start driving away with it. Like mm-hmm. if you were driving next to a van that had big red smears on it, would you know like, oh, someone might have been shot against this van. So like real talk, I absolutely not. I would give benefit of the doubt and be yeah. like, what, what an odd paint job. Those crazy Yeah, that's weird. Things. Like something must have fallen on it or something. That's weird. Yeah, absolutely would not figure that out. But nope. it just like got me. And not that they have time, right, to be like, oh, we better clean the side of the van before we get away. <laughs> but like it just – I don't know why. 
But I totally agree with that. But a lot of a lot of f bombs in this one. Oh yeah, because they're men. Right. We say violent things. Yes. I like your phrase "implied violence." I like that. That is exactly how this movie is is written. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I like. I feel like um, the James Bond franchise is another one where there's a lot of implied Ooh. violence, uh, and so I can I can mess with that. I like it. Yeah. Oh, it's like you know wholesome rated R violent film about death people are getting shot in the head but like in a nice way in a nice way like in a one like a one bullet thing like yeah super (laughs) it's like rated r but like a soft r it's fine like a small r (laughs) lowercase r lowercase r lowercase r R asterisk it's fine well i wanted to talk about kaiser sose of course oh you got it and maybe I missed something because admittedly there was a lot – I know we talked about this uh, before we were recording, but there is a lot of whispering and mumbling that happens in this film. Mm-hmm. And so I may have just misunderstood or missed something. But we have the scene where they're like playing pool and chilling out and the assistant guy comes in looking all like Jenkins kind of vibe and is like, hello, I'm here on behalf of Kaiser Sose and like, you know – you guys have to do this job for him. Here's all this blackmail. We need you to do it. Like, he's super scary. We've got Kevin Spacey playing dumb, being like, who's that? I don't oh, know who that is. What a uh, guy. Like a great actor who mm-hmm. is also problematic. We have to remind everyone of that. Um, but like, they – so what I interpreted is in the previous job, they were doing like – a job that accidentally stole, I'm guessing, some sort of drug from Kaiser Sose, but they didn't know it at the time. And mm-hmm. so Kaiser Sose comes and is like, you stole from me, therefore I need you to do this job. Mm-hmm. That feels very kind. Like, I feel like a guy who's this menacing and this scary, and I'm saying this watching in the moment, not realizing that Kevin Spacey is Kaiser Sose, but I feel like that's like – wouldn't you just come and kill them if you're that mad? Or maybe I just watched too many capital R action and violence movies. Maybe. Maybe. Okay. So over overall, generally, I agreed with everything that you said up until you said Kaiser Sose is kind of a nice guy. Um, <laughs> like asterix, 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 <laughs> asterix. He's like actually like the devil incarnate. Like he's a horrible, horrible person. So what um, what happened was – one guy did, yes, steal drugs from and didn't know that he was stealing from Kaiser Sose. They all did different things, but in some way, all f- all four of them, I guess technically, did uh, do something that like took something from Kaiser Sose. So they all stole from him, but it wasn't all drugs. It was different stuff. And so he was like, you know, do this job for me and I'll forgive you because I'm such a nice guy. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Oh, but actually, I am almost positive that this job will kill you. And so not only will I get my work done, but also y'all will be dead. Isn't that so great for me? So the stealing was like before we met all of them in the jail cell kind of vibes? Exactly. So the the Uh, thing that they put in the lineup for was completely mm -hmm. unrelated. Yes. And so he just got – so Kevin Spacey just got lucky that they all were there? No, Kevin Spacey's the one who orchestrated it, and he was going to, I think, either have them all killed or tell them all about the dope on the boat job at mm-hmm. the lineup, but then Keaton's hot lawyer girlfriend got them out of the lineup too quickly, and oh. so then he was like, oh, man, 
F this B. I gotta do a plan, a second plan, and then Whole went plan. To the, the pool table envelope thing. So this is literally an, a a movie or a movie. This is literally a saw movie, like to me. Want to play a game? Yeah, because he in a lot of the movies. Sorry, y'all. Spoilers on Saw. If you have somehow not seen any of them yet, um, Oops, a lot, a lot. Of, what Bree? Even I've seen all of them. It is one of my favorite series. Um, a lot of these movies are very like either not like you have wronged me jigsaw but like all of you have a bond but you don't even realize the bond and like that felt very saw-y to me okay this all tracks now this movie makes sense brie thank you so much you are so welcome that what i'm here for i really appreciate happy to help. it happy to help so i was like why is he just being like eh, just like it's fine no worries like we'll call it even if you just do this job like that's yeah bonkers no he knew that they wouldn't survive and the other thing too so as as we know it's a it's a dope on a boat job but there actually is no dope on the boat no dope on the boat no dope on the boat they just knew that they would kill everybody and the main guy that they were going to kill the guy who's like he's like in like a like, like i'm getting like hugh hefner vibes he's in this yes like thing in i was thinking that too i was like what are you doing like what is happening here i don't understand yeah, he's like chilling looking real cute i guess but he apparently apparently at some point in time um like saw kaiser sose's face and like knew it was actually mm-hmm. kaiser sose and not um verbal kind or kevin spacey to, pretending to be anybody else and so he could identify him so he was right. like the one person in the world who knew who Kaiser Sose was and what he looked like. And so he, Kaiser Sose was like, yeah, he's got to go. I know. I'll send in these four punks I don't even like who I want to die anyway to kill mm-hmm. him for me. And then they'll die. Like, oh, my gosh. It's a great day for me. Yeah, this is very Saw vibes. See, Saw, not though, gory. Yeah, very gory. Very yeah, gory. Uh, yeah. yeah. That violence is not oh, yeah. at all. It is very overt violence. No. Oh, yeah. That is happening. Like, there are some – there are some scenes. I have to watch them like through my fingers or like just shut my eyes. But um, the I think the writing, not even the writing. No, we'll, we'll we'll just I'll rant about Saw for two seconds. I really enjoy the general plot of the Saw series. I won't get into much more of it, but yeah, I'm not like in love with watching the films. It's a very complicated relationship. No, I mean, I've read all of the. We're on such a tangent right now. I read all of the synopses on Wikipedia because I think the premise is very interesting. Yes. but I could never ever watch it happen in real time. Yeah, it's it's a lot. I had to watch them all with the lights on in the middle of the day. <laughs> so, in any case, but this one was good. I watched it at night with the lights off and was not scared. So again, yes. implied violence. Implied violence. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Well, thank you for clearing that up for me because I was like, Kaiser Sose, while apparently menacing, doesn't seem that menacing. He is the most now menacing. I understand. Yep, pretty menacing. And I blame I blame uh, What's-His-Face, who decided to put an accent on his character. Not going to lie. That's a whole rant I have later about okay. the accent okay. that we decided. Um, actually, we'll just rant now. I don't love the accent that we decided to put on him. I don't know why. It made everything unintelligible and an already unintelligible movie because everybody was mumbling or whispering. You're talking about Benicio del Toro? Yes. Thank you. I okay. was like, what is so, his name? Uh, you are. You're uh, um, What's what I'm looking for? Awesome. You're, Perfect. You're, Stunning. <laughs> well, all Incredible. of that, yes. Well, you're also encroaching, <laughs> encroaching on my fun facts for later, but I'm going to go ahead and drop it right now. Drop that it. Was that was a, a choice oh. that he made as an actor because the whole point of his character was just to die. Like, <laughs> and he knew this. From the, from the get-go. So he was like, you know what? I'm just going to make this guy completely unintelligible. 
And like, so, whatever, it doesn't matter. So he was just kind of like, F this. I guess I'll yep. just make him a I'm just going to go mumbly. And the director was like, well, I mean, okay, I guess this is your character now. And so the director put in that line when they say like, what did you, what are you talking about? Or something like that. Like that was put in afterwards because he made the choice. I'm just going to like talk like I got rocks in my mouth. And that's just what it is now. Yeah, that's it. I'm like, it's not an accent. It's like a, and it's not a lisp. It's something else. And rocks in your mouth is a is a good way to describe it. It was frustrating. Um, you know what's more frustrating though is that he got paid a ton of money to do that. And I talk, talk like a normal human. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I talk like a normal human, and I don't get paid any money. Yeah. So but remember, he also got shot in the head and buried on the beach. So fair point. Pros and cons. Fair know. point. Fair point. Yeah. I will say, listeners, I was texting with Bree as I was watching this. And when we got to that part, when he was dead, when they found him dead on the beach, and Bree asked me, Oh, where are you at? And I said, Oh, they just found him on the beach and he's dead. And Bree was a jerko and was like, Wait, he died? And I got so <laughs> nervous. I was like, Wait, I thought you've also seen this film. Wait a minute. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. My heart stopped it really oh. stopped then it, the text did its job oh my god perfect i have to make you a little bit scared with all the implied violence oh it was so much implied violence i guess i was really spooked during this movie thanks to brie <laughs> <laughs> yes so that was that was a choice the other choice that was made that i'm not super uh pleased with and this is just a such a little gripe but so at the end when like it's all coming together and it's like montage and Kevin Spacey's walking normal and oh my gosh, the, the sketch is here and it looks like him. We're putting it all together and the cops like chased mm-hmm. him down. Where'd the cripple go? And then he finds out that he like missed him yeah. and he makes kind of like a aw shucks sort of face. He goes like her. Oh, the and, cop? Yeah. And like that's his whole reaction. And I'm kind mm-hmm. of like, God, you just lost Kaiser Soze. Like I would be irate. Yeah. I'd be sprinting all over the city Right? And yeah, I I agree. He's like, well, better luck next you time, look, I guess. Deep, 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 deep. Yeah. He's like, oh, just another day. Even though we had the whole dramatic like dropping the coffee cup moment, which was a little <laughs> much for me, but okay. What do the kids say? Extra. Like, I was like, okay. <laughs> we have a slow-mo coffee cup falling. I don't think I've ever been in a state of realization so sudden that I've dropped what's in my hand, especially if it contains liquid. Like I, I hope to one day. In a breakable container. Right. But we had to see the print on the bottom. I think that's the reason why they needed to do that. But it was still like way too much for me. But yeah, I do agree. Like that was a bit um, anticlimactic. Like we have Kevin Spacey being like, and then the (laughs) cop being like, sounds good, I guess. I lose. Like, oh, darn. Gosh, darn it. (laughs) Oh, fudge. It's another F word. That's a good point. I don't know how long ago your first viewing was of this film, but did you see the twist coming? Uh, it was years ago. So let me think back into my youth. Um, I did not. I remember, I actually very clearly remember the scene where he, there's, he's walking and he has the, like the, the limp from the apparent CP that he's saying that he has. And then like slowly his foot starts to get fixed. And he starts walking normal. I remember mm-hmm. very specifically seeing that the first time for the first time and like what that moment felt like when it like clicked in my brain and I was like, oh my gosh, this is the greatest movie of my entire life. Yep. Yeah, I uh, was very my my heart stopped a little. I will say for a while I was like Kaiser Soze, Keaton's Kaiser Soze, like for a long time. 
I was mm. like, I feel like it's Keaton. Like he's been kind of weird. He's this whole like, oh, I got to be straight now. Like I was just like, it feels like it's him because he was kind of like leading man a little bit too. Like we felt mm-hmm. like the story was kind of about him. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't quite remember the exact moment in this film when I was like, oh my God, like it all clicked. <laughs> um, but I do remember screaming loudly and waking up. Andrew, who was sleeping. My bad. Sorry, Andrew. <laughs> Can I ask you a question about what you just said? Yes. So at the end, when the cop is trying to get a rise out of Verbal, a.k.a. Kevin Spacey, a.k.a. Kaiser Soze, and mm-hmm. he's like, you know, yelling at him and pushing up and he's like, you know, this is what it means. Like, Keaton is Kaiser Soze. Why don't you see this? He used you. Mm-hmm. How did you feel in that moment? This is where I was like, validation. Oh my God, I did it. Um, but I believed verbal. I believed everything about that, that he was like, this isn't real. Like, he wouldn't do that to me. Like, I I can't believe this. Like, I actually believe that whole performance of I can't believe that this has happened. I didn't think it was like sus or anything like that. Mm-hmm. What did what about you? Did you have thoughts? Um, well, I mean, I already knew the ending, so that's I, true. Like, knew it was. I don't remember how I felt in that moment when I first watched it. Yeah, no, I just felt validated uh, because I was like, I did it. I won this game of the usual suspects, aka nope. I did not. I hard did not. But yeah, I really thought that this guy was just, I thought Kevin Spacey's character uh, was just like a squishy boy who was like, no, but we're friends. We're criminal friends. I thought he cared about me. Um, and really what sealed the deal is they even revisit it because that's something I picked up on too is when they're at the boat and Keaton's like, my girlfriend can get you out. Just take the money and run. Like he's like backing him up. And so, which is weird. Like, why does Keaton want to do that? He likes him, right. I guess. I guess. Well, other thing, so the other thing too that I had like, I didn't have this thought until I rewatched it recently in preparation for this recording. Mm-hmm. So I forgot that Redfoot was also on the wall. Like, I remember that he used things in the room to, like, tell stories to stall. But I forgot mm-hmm. that Redwood was on the wall. I forgot that Kobayashi was on the bottom of the cup. I, yep. Like, so – and so I got, like, this, like, shower thought in my head as I'm thinking about that where he used the things around him to, like, make up a name for the Redfoot guy who was in California uh, with the car and he made up the name for Kobayashi, which is the guy who had the briefcase and everything. But like, Mm -hmm. you can't believe a thing he says. Like the entire Mm. story is a story that he's telling you and he's a big fat liar face. So did Keaton tell him take the money and run? We don't actually know. Oh, that's a really good point. Like, we have no idea, and all of the other dudes who could even validate it are dead. Right. And so, yeah. For all we know, he tied them up, threw them on a boat, and lit it on fire, and made up this whole story. Like, we don't know. Yeah. Yeah, because now that you say that, like, what's the benefit of him making up – I know we had some of the stories for, like, stalling, like, the little stupid ones about, like, his – oh, I used to do this when I was a kid, blah, blah. But why would you even bother giving – either one, giving – different names to people in a true story or well two more likely make up stories to weave a whole web to make you look more innocent because now he has immunity too weird oh maybe that's why the cop is like oh darn because he has immunity but still well i mean verbal kitten has immunity kaiser soze doesn't 
Oh, I am not a lawyer, but I'm interested in how that would work. <laughs> <laughs> Any lawyers listening, if you could please uh, email Yeah, please let me up. know. That'd be great. Please let me know. I technically have a bit more uh, legal uh, knowledge because I did watch Legally Blonde. So, you know, I'm very comfortable with using legal jargon in real life. But <laughs> um, uh, yeah, that's interesting. Ooh, so interesting. So maybe he did just like, maybe, 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 maybe. We go back to my original point of like, why didn't Kaiser Soje just kill them in the first place? And he just killed them and just set the whole thing on fire because then it, it kills technically five birds with one stone, the four criminals and the dude that knows what he looks like, a.k.a. Hugh Hefner, a.k.a. whoever that guy is. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Right? The whole movie could be a lie and we would have no idea. <gasps> There's so many layers. Interesting. So I that love just really, that. like screwed my mind up when I was thinking about wow. it. Wow. That's quite that is quite a mind a mind fuckery thinking. I need a um give me the like security camera footage from the boat docks or something. Like I need mm-hmm. that movie. Cause yeah, where else would we how else would we know? We wouldn't. We wouldn't. Kaiser Sose made sure of that. Mm-hmm. Well, technically the only other person that might know something would be it. Uh, what's his face the Jenkins assistant but he's not right. talking and nobody right. knows that he exists because he's also dead yep. or not dead I'm sorry all the people that know him are dead so interesting wow you just blew this movie like wide open Brie yes nice dang I think I'm gonna go like put my brain back together after exploding and bring <laughs> some fast facts back if you want to do that I would love to So normally I would go into a break using something from the movie, but that just means I would have to say the F word a lot. So let's just get into it. First, I have to thank all of our Academy level and above supporters for their awesome support of this show. They are Linda, Jarrett, Bree, Paul, Missy, Mick, Hannah, Tom, Donna, Logan, Lindsay, and Ebru. Thank you so much for your support. If you want a special shout out on every episode of Jackie Watches Stuff, plus access to really cool and exclusive content, head over to our Patreon page. We're at patreon.com slash Jackie Watches Stuff, or check out the show notes for a link. You can get a shout out, early access to episodes, and even an invitation to our monthly live shows. But there's other ways to support the show, too. You can follow us on Twitter. We're at Jackie Watches. And just tell your friends and family to take a listen to the show. Plus, if you haven't already, please leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. It helps other people find the show, and it just makes me feel better about myself, honestly. And don't forget, we have a merch store. You can go to merch.jackiewatchesstuff.com or head to our show notes. There's a link there. You can get the Jackie Watches Stuff logo on a mug. You can get a notebook that says, no, I haven't seen that movie. Go check it out and go grab some cool Jackie Watches Stuff swag. Okay, back to the show. So I have taped my brain back together (laughs) after having it blown up. And I've got facts, and I know you have facts too. I hope I didn't I take the one with uh, with the rocks in the in his mouth fact, but I know you are good for facts, so you've always got some good ones. I love facts and I love fun. So yay, fun facts galore. Hit me. 
Okay. Um, one thing I thought was interesting. So when this movie first came out in 1944, um, <laughs> Roger Ebert, you know, that guy with the, with the thumbs up, uh, gave this movie a thumbs down and <gasps> one and a half stars. He hated it. Oh, no. And I read the review that he gave for it. And the one quote that I love, he said that he uh, watched it once, didn't get it. So he went to go see it again. He brought a notepad with him so he could, uh, like, try to take notes as he was watching it. And he wrote down on his notepad, quote, to the degree, to the degree that I do understand, I don't care. <laughs> uh I don't want to say I didn't care, but I definitely felt the I don't think I understand what's happening here like vibe um, sometimes. But man, dude, like savage. That's a bit. That's a bit savage. Yep. Wow. Well, I give it a thumbs up. Same. Go team. So we have two thumbs up from me and Breeze. So that's all that matters. <laughs> we out. We outnumber him two to one. Bam. Ha ha. Two thumbs over here. Man, that's interesting. I uh, I read that all of the interrogation scenes with uh, Kevin Spacey in the office were shot unsurprisingly at the same time, and it took uh, a little under a week to do all of those scenes, which is kind of bonkers because when you think about it, like there, I don't know what percentage of this film is Kevin Spacey in the office, but it's interesting to think that it would take six days to shoot all those scenes, and they actually shot uh, those scenes first which is an interesting choice i would oh. think but hmm. what a what a grind man i mean if we, if we make the if we say that the scenes in the interview room are say half of the movie which to be honest i don't think it's quite half but we'll give them yeah. the doubt say it was half that still means that they spent 5 days filming like 50 minutes of stuff yep yeah Dang. And then, I mean, obviously, the rest of it is either implied violence or what's like between implied and overt, whatever that is, because there is some actual violence, which those take a lot longer, obviously, because you have so many more special effects. I mean, this was just like Kevin Spacey sitting on a chair. But yeah, took about a week. Oh, what a grind. Mm-hmm. Holy moly. Speaking of Kevin Spacey, uh, ah. as we mentioned previously, um, I very good actor, very problematic person. Mm -hmm. uh, in order to help with his acting, um, like I mentioned previously, uh, his persona, a verbal kint, um, is a quote unquote cripple. That's the word they use in the movie. Uh, yeah. Because he has CP or cerebral palsy. Cerebral, oh my gosh. CP or cerebral palsy. There it is. Um, and in order to help with the acting of, um, you know, his body positioning and everything to give that appearance of having sort of, um, a lot of weakness on one side and a lot of mm -hmm. like contractures from CP, his fingers mm -hmm. were glued together. Oh. So he would like keep, he, so you keep his fingers together. They were glued like that. Interesting. I honest to God didn't notice it. Not the glue, but his fingers at all. <laughs> um, that is, uh, I appreciate that. I would hope that they, like, that he was also able to maybe, like, work with some folks that have CP to, like, watch their movements and things like that. Because I always get antsy when able-bodied actors play disabled people for mm -hmm. seemingly no reason. Um, and so, interesting. Yeah, they do say cripple a lot, which I don't love. Yeah. I think the only reason that it is perhaps minimally less problematic in this case is the fact that Kevin Spacey was playing Verbal Kin, who was Kaiser Soze, who, as we have established, is a big lying butt face. Also true. So That's a good point. Time. Yeah. So he was, we watched an actor act as an actor. 
Mm-hmm. Meta. So meta. Um, I do have a problematic Kevin Spacey con- uh, fact for you. Oh, <laughs> um, So as everyone may or may not know, um, there were some uh, allegations of sexual misconduct against Kevin Spacey in 2017. Um, And apparently, as this was all going on, uh, Gabriel Byrne, who played Keaton, um, said that at one point during shooting this film, production was shut down for two days because Kevin Spacey made unwanted sexual advances towards a younger actor. The director, Brian Singer, um, has also been accused of sexual misconduct against minors. And according to Singer, um, Spacey behaved uh, appropriately the whole time. So I'm just reporting the facts, but putting it out there. Draw reminder, conclusions you shall. Ra- reminder that Kevin Spacey is somewhat problematic, everyone. Oof. So that's my bummer fact. Do you have a fun fact to, <laughs> to bring us back? <laughs> um oh this it's so hard to make this this movie fun. I mean I, I guess so uh Kaiser Soze takes on the alter ego of Verbal Kint throughout mm-hmm. 99.6% of the film. Uh, and Soze translates in Turkish into the word verbal. So oh. people in Turkey were not surprised at all by the twist because his name was Kaiser <laughs> Verbal. Wait, that's amazing that they didn't change it. Oh my God. <laughs> that is hilarious. Like, ooh, a big oversight. Big yeah. oversight. I mean, could you imagine Americocentric though? We didn't care about the translations. They'll take care of it. Oh my god! Could you imagine though watching this film and being like, "Wait, is it? Wait, did y'all hear that? Like, wait." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is Roger Ebert Turkish? Maybe that's why he was super unimpressed. Maybe he secretly knew the translation and just wanted to troll everyone. I don't know. I don't know. Wow, that's that's sad. Actors, stop using other languages and then refusing (laughs) to translate them before you use them, especially when it reveals the biggest twist of your film. (laughs) Please do not do that. Unclear if that was just a um, uh, a coincidence or a specific choice, but... It cannot be. Like, that would be amazing if it was a coincidence. Like, wow, you picked the one word when translated (laughs) (laughs) to give away our whole movie. That's amazing. Wow. Um, I saw that the emeralds that were stolen are real. And they were like lent to the production team, which wasn't there of, like eight of them. Yeah, like there's a good number of emeralds that they oh steal. God. Oh no, there and, are tiny ones. So there's yeah, like yeah, yeah. five hundred of them. Yeah, they're like in little. Um, oh no, you're right because they were in piles. I'm like, wait, I'm yeah. picturing groups, but they were. You're right. So there's a bunch of them in piles, and those were real apparently. What? Which of all the things? Why do you need real emeralds for this movie? But sure, I feel like it's like a weird flex, but okay kind of moment. Like, yeah, cool. You had real emeralds for that two seconds of the movie, but I yeah, those were real. Notice. I mean, maybe no, they were catering to the to the geologists among us. There was some person <laughs> out there who was watching the movie and would have been like, "Those aren't real emeralds," and then just walk I wonder, out. I wonder if Ebert had known that they were real, he would have given it a thumbs up. Probably because I mean that's right? that's commitment. There, got to commit to the yeah. bit. It's like let's just spend a ton of money on renting emeralds for this one second clip. 
Because they just like pan over them and then go up into the scene. Like we don't really see them. Like, <laughs> I literally okay. forgot what size they were because <laughs> yeah, like I'm like I'm picturing clumps maybe or gi- like big giant ones. But I think you're right. I think they are clumps. Of, little like, ones. Little, I, we are, we watched stones. Loki last night, and so I'm having oh. I'm getting Infinity Stones mixed around my head with emeralds. Oh man, you hate to see it, but I get it. Yeah. And those probably aren't even real. <laughs> yeah, no, probably not. <laughs> Speaking of uh, precious stones and other sundries, um, this was something that I did not notice until I read it. So when Kevin Spacey, verbal King Kaiser Soze, is leaving the police station, he has to go to evidence and uh, pick up his belongings before he leaves. And so he gets signed out a gold watch and a gold lighter. Apparently, yes. Kaiser Sose is seen using both of those earlier in the film. So it's like if you notice it, oh. it's like a little a little hint before the big reveal. I did mm. not know. Nope, absolutely not. I mean, I saw I don't even think I saw the lighter until the final scene when he lights his cigarette being like ha ha ha. ha. I don't know <laughs> if I remember seeing the lighter when he was uh I was about to say checking out. Wow, y'all. It's been a day. Not checking out, but like signing out of the the prison. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. I wonder if it's like in that flashback where he kills his wife and kids. I don't know. If oh. Maybe it's I don't know. I good don't know. point. Is that real? Right. Right. I didn't even think about that. Interesting. Because really it's like he just makes stuff up. Yep. Hmm. Wow. Um, I need you to guess. This is like the jelly bar. Jelly bar. I need you to guess. This is like the jelly bean jar. How many times do they say the word fuck or – sorry, censor all of these things. Fucking, fucker, etc. How many times do they say that in this film? Fuck or some derivative thereof. Yes. Um, are we playing Price is Right rules? Ooh. Uh, yes. We will play Price is Right rules. Please do not bet $1 because you're the only one playing. <laughs> No, no, I just meant that if you go over, you lose. Yes, yes. Um, so it's an hour and 50-minute movie. Um, I mean, they say it so much. I mean, so if it's an hour and 50-minute movie, they didn't say it once a minute. It wasn't no. that often. Mm-mm. So I would say like maybe once every other minute. So I'm going to go 60. Ooh, I like the way that you uh derive you that you came to that number. It is wrong. You did not go over. Oh, the yeah. answer is 98 times. <gasps> so that really is almost a fuck a minute. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and there's that R for you folks. Yeah, cool. Um, yep, a fuck a minute. Copyright that uh that <laughs> phrase right there. That should be the new tagline for this film. Yeah. TM the usual TM. suspects, a fuck a minute. Yeah. Uh yeah. One about about one fuck per minute. FPM, yeah. if you will. <laughs> but but also, if I may, like you really couldn't give us two more. <laughs> really? I mean, at that point I feel like, do you think the writers knew how many they were putting in, or did that fact likely oh. come from a crazy person who watched this film and decided to take note? Yeah, no, it's probably it's probably an afterthought. But and I know this was before like post credit scenes were a thing. But I would just love mm. if they would like, add in a post credit scene where someone's just like fucking fuck, and then it like that's it. And easy to get yeah, a nice a nice clean one hundred. I like that. Yeah. But basically, friends, please do not play the usual suspects drinking game. Please do not drink every time <laughs> they say fuck. You will probably die. 
please do not do that thing. Yeah. I mean, if you want to use this to hydrate, yeah. Like, use this to hydrate. Please don't play the drinking game. The usual suspects drinking game. It will not be good. But yeah, a, a one FPM, <laughs> this film. <laughs> Did you have any other facts? Are you fresh um, out of facts? The I have only one more. other fact that I have is uh, when – so I have two left. I'm trying to say which one I want to give you. Oh, I mean, you can give me both. It's fine. Okay. Wow. Well, I, uh, I want to make sure that the, the fact giving is, is even. Um, so w- when Kobayashi, what do you call him? Jenkins? Is that what you called him? Who? Oh, the, I was like, who's Kobayashi? And it took me a second. Um, yes, Jenkins, the, Jenkins. like the butler. Like it feels when very. Jenkins, butler man. He feels very butlery. <laughs> yep. And he starts giving them out their envelopes of blackmail. Uh, mm-hmm. The envelopes are given out in the order that they die. Oh, <gasps> cool. I like that a lot. Many. I like that very, very much. That's a nice little, uh, nice little Easter egg, as it were. I yes. wonder if that was also intentional by Kaiser Soze. See that? Well, I don't know if it was intentional by Kaiser Soze. I definitely think it was intentional by the movie writers. Oh, for sure. Yeah. That I would believe. But do you think Kaiser Soze knew how he was going to kill everybody? Who knows? I don't know. Interesting. Well, the other thing, too, is he, he's telling this story now after the fact. So kind mm, of adjusted the envelope order in relation to how they ended up dying. That's a good point because he would do that. Right. Just so he could be right about one more thing. Yeah. Obviously. He has to be right about everything. Um, my final fact is apparently – this is actually – I should have used this earlier because I feel like this isn't even a like best for last fact. It's more like <laughs> a I'm not surprised fact. Um, apparently, Stephen Baldwin and Kevin Pollack um, had like a super beef with each other on this film, mostly <laughs> because Steve Baldwin apparently – this – I don't know. We only got one side of the story. But apparently, Steve Baldwin decided to stay in character – like most of the time. And so therefore he would go around and be kind of a jerk to people and like bully people. And that's not how you make friends, Stephen Baldwin. Method acting is not how you make friends. And so um, they apparently have beef with each other. I don't know if that still exists between the two of them, but apparently it lasted a very long time, this beef between the two of them, because a Baldwin was too big for his britches. What? Aren't they all? <laughs> like, why even? I mean, method acting when your character is a jerk? Like, that's just, I feel like that's just, yeah. I mean, it used to be a jerk. You know, he was like, oh, yeah, I can I can just like bully everyone, just say I'm method acting and then it'll be fine. Yeah, I, I don't ever aspire to be an actor, but I, I would never want to be around this person who decides this is how I will do my craft is I will continue to be a total asshole to all of you, even right. out of character. It's like, well, that's not fun. But also like, not to say that the these suspects are friends, but they're not really, we don't see them like beef with each other. So it's kind of weird that he decides to be a jerk like that on set. So right. who knows? Allies, I would say. They're certainly allies. Yeah. They're like, all right, let's get this done. Like, we all have the same end goal. Let's just do it and move on. Um, Not like – they're not trying to, like, sneak around or, like, you know, backstab, literally backstab each other. Except Kevin Spacey. He is trying to do that. So, yeah, yeah, those are my facts. My very last fact is uh, apparently there was a poll on IMDb asking about which film had the best twist 
twist oh. ending. Uh, and unsurprisingly, the usual suspects won. Hooray! Yeah, it beat out witness for the prosecution and the sixth sense. I was gonna say I'm scared to ask what the other films were for fear of me not seeing them before and therefore being spoiled that there's a twist. Um, I've never heard of whatever the first one is you just mentioned. Witness for the prosecution. Never heard of it, so I don't feel as bad, but I have seen the sixth sense and I do know the twist, so I don't feel spoiled. But that's great. I mean, it it's definitely like a, oh, my God, gasp moment. I would be surprised. I would love to meet the person that figured out the twist, except those that were viewing in Turkey, because that's an unfair advantage. But I would <laughs> love to meet the person who co- figured out the twist before the end of the movie and just watch their brain patterns, because it's like, you're just real smart. <laughs> you're just mm-hmm. real, real smart. It's very good. But I'm so, so glad I was finally able to see this film. I've had many people tell me I need to watch it, including you, which is why I was very happy to be able to call you uh, to talk about this. Yes. It's uh, – I, I want to go back now and rewatch it to, uh, to catch some clues. I'm excited to be able to do that at some point and look for glue on Kevin Spacey's fingers apparently. Yes. Yep. Tell all your friends, but not the ending. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Kaiser Sose is like super real. It's not Kevin Spacey, promise. But do do tell your friends that Kevin Spacey is problematic. That is something that you should tell your friends. (laughs) Thanks, Bree, for hanging out with me this week. You are the Kobayashi to my Kaiser Sose. Thanks again to all of our patrons for their support of Jackie Watch's stuff. And don't forget, if you want to support the show and get awesome stuff in return, head to our Patreon page. There's a link in the show notes. You can get cool stuff for as little as $2 a month. All right, I will see you next week when I watch A Fish Called Wanda. Wanda.